All right, guys, I'm sorry. I got disconnected. It, it was it was stuck on however long I was recording, and it wasn't doing anything. I don't know if the first seven minutes of it recorded completely after, you know, after the phone call. So, so I'll give a, you know, a complete recap right now. That Iron Man match was great. Dolph and Seth will have another match at SummerSlam. That's my prediction. After the shenanigans of Drew McIntyre, that match was actually pretty good. Good spots. The commentary towards the end, though, was horrendous. When Dolph got out of the ring right there, and they're like, oh, he can run and escape, and then he'll take the draw. No, the ref would have counted to 10. Seth would have been your champion had he stayed in the ring. Horrendous commentary at the end of that. To me, it kind of brought down the quality of the match right there when you have horrendous commentary, when you're not reporting the right things. And it's, a lot of it's on Michael Cole or whoever's feeding him that BS. That makes Michael Cole look stupid. And I'll tell you what, a lot of fans want Michael Cole gone. I'm one of them. I think he's he's always been in JR's shadow. JR's the man, period. Michael Cole, you need to retire. Bobby Lashley pinned Roman Reigns clean. Shocked about that. Glad to see it. Reigns need, or I'm sorry, Lashley needed that big victory. I think that sets up a potential SummerSlam match with Brock Lesnar if, and I will hit on this in a second, Braun Strowman threw KO off a cage. If any of you guys didn't watch it and you're listening to it, here's my title. Strowman threw KO at almost 20 feet off a cage. Go watch that. It's worth the watch. Strowman wins the cage match. Dolph wins the Iron Man match. And like I said, Lashley pins brains clean. Kurt Angle comes on camera and gives Brock Lesnar three choices. He says that he's opened up negotiations with Paul Heyman again. But he's only giving Lesnar three options. One, he shows up to Raw tomorrow night. Two, he picks his next opponent for SummerSlam. Or three, Kurt Angle says he's going to strip him of the Universal Championship. Raw hit an all-time low last week. And if you guys remember, Raw, I thought Raw was an okay show last week. But you know what? The ratings took a big dip. You know why? Because they're not consistent with it's good one minute, then it's completely unwatchable the next. They need to work on their consistency. If your ratings hit an all-time low in the over 20-year history and existence of Monday Night Raw, what are you going to do? You're going to be desperate to get those ratings up. So how are you going to do that? Brock shows up tomorrow night on Raw, and here is my ultimate prediction. Brock Lesnar, after tomorrow night's Raw, will no longer be the Universal Champion. Why? Because Braun Strowman has the briefcase. A title match any time he wants it. So you know what? The first second Brock shows up, if I'm Vince McMahon, if I'm Kevin Dunn, if I'm Triple H or whoever's making those decisions tomorrow night, you better be telling Braun, you're cashing in and you're taking the title off. Lesnar, it's time. Lesnar needs to go away. Go get ready for your fight with Cormier in January. That's a way you're going to get the ratings up. Because everyone's going to be like, oh crap, Brock Lesnar's on TV. He's back. People are going to wonder, oh, is Braun going to cash in? And yeah, that's exactly what he's going to do. That's what he should do. If it were me, I would be on the phone with Vince going, 
Brock better be there tomorrow. And you better, you know, think about having Braun cash in because that's what's going to get the people to tune in. They're going to want to see Brock, who hasn't wrestled on Raw since he's come back to the WWE. The closest thing to a match he had is when Seth cashed in at WrestleMania and the night after Brock wanted to fight him and it started and Seth, I think it was like, I think Brock got DQ'd. But he's never had an actual, you know, match on Raw since he's been back to the company. It's only been pay-per-views. If he has had a match on Raw, could somebody let me, you know, fill me in on when? Because I don't think he has since he's come back. I can't think of one that I can honestly remember, but I think it's been all pay-per-views. And so if you can get him there, Braun can cash it in and there can be a match. It can be like five, ten minutes, whatever it is. Enough for the fans to tune in and Braun to take that title and go. And you can end the Brock Lesnar era. Braun Strowman's the perfect guy for it. The fans don't want to see Roman with it. I mean, I'd be okay with Lashley, but I want Braun to hold that title. Braun deserves that championship. And and that's what should happen. That will bring the ratings up, and you'll have momentum to move on to the next week and go, okay, we got our champion. Let's see if the ratings can be sustained. That's the goal here. You have to get those ratings up. Because this Brock Lesnar BS is not working. Not having a heavyweight champion on your own show? Come on. SmackDown's better to watch every week because you have a champion there. And guys like Rusev are getting cracks at it. And SmackDown's a little better to watch. I will agree, though. I don't watch it when Carmella's on because I can't stand her. Can't stand her. And I think what they're doing to the women's division over on SmackDown is a joke. I don't think she can wrestle very well. Why else do you think they keep putting her in short matches like that? And that she does fluky things like shove Asuka's head into a shark cage to get a pin? I get it. She's the heel that needs help to win. I understand what a heel's supposed to do. And, you know, for that, I can honestly say I like that they have a heel like that. I mean, The Miz used to be like that, but The Miz can actually wrestle. Carmella can't, in my opinion. I think Carmella came up too soon. I mean, Asuka was just undefeated in April at WrestleMania. You had her undefeated, and now she can't win a match since Charlotte beat her. She can barely win a match. That's a joke, man. That woman's got so much talent. I don't get why WWE puts these women who don't have much, and no offense, this even goes for men too. WWE always puts these people in the position who don't have as much talent in these championship roles. Look, Charlotte should be the champion, or Asuka should be the champion. Becky Lynch should be the champion. Somebody with the talent that can help the women's revolution. I mean, look at all the work you put into it. And now you're going to put a woman who can't wrestle, in my opinion, into a position where she has to have these fluky finishes and it just kills it to me. Just kills it to me. I'm watching the post show right now and the B team just came on set. That was the first shocker of the night. I said earlier... And my previews 
in my predictions that I thought that the leader of worlds would win and set up a match with the authors of pain at SummerSlam. Now, could it still happen? Yeah, it could. It could. And it could just be that WWE wanted to give these guys credibility and crown them champions at a pay-per-view. Because tomorrow night on Raw, the deleter of worlds could get the tag team titles back and they can move on to a role at SummerSlam. Could it happen? Yes. Will it happen? I'm not so sure now. I mean, I get Vince doesn't care about the tag team division, and I'm glad to see Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel finally have a bit of success. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are two underrated men who should have better roles. Should have had better roles a while ago on Raw. You know, it's what it's just like they say, better late than never. But I'm glad to see this because hopefully they can sustain a nice little title run and we can see what these guys can do. Curtis Axel hasn't held a title since he held the Intercontinental title years ago when he was a Paul Heyman guy. When Punk was a heel, before I think he turned on, I think Heyman could have turned on Punk before Axel came on. But either way, that was the last time Axel was relevant and had any success. I'm glad to see it. They deserve it. I hope they can have a nice little title run. Sanity defeats the New Day in a tables match pre-show. And then we saw Almas defeat Sin Cara also on the pre-show. The Delito Worlds lost the tag team titles to the B team. Oh man, we saw, like I said, Carmella retained over Asuka. Things to help with James Ellsworth in the darn shark cage, which it was funny watching him try to escape. And when he did, he pretty much hung upside down from it. That was, that was comical. But the ending, I even said, you better be careful that nobody hits their head on that. And Carmella pushes Asuka right into it and gets the pinfall. I was shaking my head, man. So like I said, I, I just don't think she can wrestle. And I think it's, I like the fact that you created a heel that's a coward. I like it. I just think she's the wrong person for it. I think you could put somebody else who's got more talent in their pinky to pull that off. But I mean, it's just like they say, if you don't like her and she's pissing you off, then she's doing her job. So I will say she's doing her job quite well. Um, we saw the Bludgeon Brothers attack Team Hell No backstage. Um, I think it was Rowan used the mallet, hit the door where Kane's leg was, and hurt his ankle. But Daniel Bryant came out by himself valiantly. Was taking on both Bludgeon Brothers, but Kane comes out in the middle um, and tries to help. But the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, Kane just couldn't. Kane came in, chokeslammed him. That was about it. Bryant took the pinfall loss. I was shocked that Bryant took the pinfall loss there. I really thought that I would have given Kane the loss, if anything. If whoever's going to take that fall, it should have been Kane because he's leaving anyway. So what's that loss going to do? Unless you don't want the last images of Kane to be seen being pinned shoulders on the mat. But who cares? Kane should have taken that loss. Like I said, we saw the Raw Tag Team Championships. That's done. The Extreme Rules match, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, that was predictable. We knew Ronda was going to get involved. The question just became, how was Alexa going to retain the title? She had Mickey. 
Mickey helped out. Natalia tried to help out Nia Jax. So did Ronda. But at the end, the worst chair shots to a woman I've ever seen. I was sitting there going, wow. That lackluster chair shot ended Nia Jax and then the DDT on top of it. Alexa retains. I think we're moving on to a Ronda Rousey. Alexa Bliss SummerSlam. That's what I said during my previews earlier. I think that's where we're going here. Um, and I think Ronda's going to win the title at SummerSlam. I think Alexa was just brought back in the bridge to be the bridge until they got to a high-quality pay-per-view where they could give Rousey her crowning moment, and I think that will be SummerSlam. I will do a SummerSlam's predictions probably month, probably tomorrow after I let what happened to Extreme Rules settle and let me think about where we could be going as far as stories and matches for August 19th, SummerSlam. I'll rate Extreme Rules about a six. I mean, Extreme Rules was all right. I mean, here's one thing that does confuse me. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Here's what, and I was telling a friend this earlier, uh, you know, on Messenger. I said, because he said he was confused. He said he didn't understand why the matches were so short. And I explained to him, you know, they're just trying to tell a story. It's leading to something bigger. You know, it's a story. You start out with the beginning of the story and you don't reach your climax until the end. You hit the middle and then you start heading towards your climax. Jeff Hardy, from what I read, was legitimately injured. Shinsuke hits him with a low blow. The ref doesn't see it. The bell rings. Shinsuke pins him with the Kinshasa. One, two, three. To me, I thought that was writing Jeff Hardy off TV. Then Randy comes out and puts his foot in his crotch. Stomps him right in the crotch. I thought, all right, well, they're writing Jeff Hardy off TV. Not even a few minutes later... Jeff Hardy's fighting Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Does this lead to a bigger attack on Hardy where they're going to really ride him off there instead? Like, are they going to really beat the living crap out of him then and just ride him off that way or what? Because if that's the case, then what was the point of the low blow and the Kinshasa pin? That was cheap. Now, if you don't have the match, I can understand it. He's hurt. You're taking him off TV. Fine. But now you're going to put him on SmackDown for what? Uh, It it better be something extraordinary. It better be something big. Because I don't, you know. I mean, if you're setting up something like where I said, where you beat the crap out of him, then okay. I get it. It's all stories. The question becomes, is Braun Strowman done with Kevin Owens? If Kevin Owens shows up on Raw tomorrow night walking around normal, I'm not going to be happy about that. Because then because then you waste a moment where Braun Strowman tossed him off a cage. He better be in a neck brace, a back brace, he better be sitting in a wheelchair. It's time for Braun to move on to get the universal title off Brock. Um, and then I think you put Bobby Lashley there in SummerSlam. I think Bobby Lashley deserves to be number one contender. Um even if you wait to take the title off Brock until SummerSlam, I still think it should be Bobby in that spot. Something tells me it'll be a triple threat match because Vince McMahon loves triple threats. Ever since Lester's been champion, he's probably been in more triple threats and fatal four ways than any champion that I've seen. 
He's only been one-on-one with Joe and Strowman. Okay, he was one-on-one with Reigns at Mania. Yes, he was one-on-one with Styles too, but it wasn't a title match. When it's come to title matches, it's been triple threat or fatal four-way at times. Um, I just have a feeling that if Braun doesn't take the title off of him tomorrow night, that Braun will cash in at SummerSlam and win. But I think Braun could draw the ratings. I think he could put the ratings back in a little bit of an upswing. He's dominant. You have to strike while the iron's hot because when Brock beat him before and beat him in less than seven minutes, you nearly killed the guy's momentum. Now he's white hot again. He's back up on top of the, you know, on top. You need to strike. Tomorrow night, take the title off of Brock. It's time. But yes, I but yes, I give it a six. It, it, it had some good moments in it. Some things you can build off of. Heading towards SummerSlam. Seth and Seth and Dolph. That match has to be without Drew McIntyre. It's got to be one-on-one without Drew. However you do that, whether it's a cage match, whatever. They have to have a final encounter for the belt. Um, AJ, my prediction is he'll defend against Samoa Joe. I think the Bludgeon Brothers will defend the Tag Team Championships against Sanity. Those are the three predictions I'll give you now for SummerSlam because those are the things that are in my head that I'm thinking could happen. And maybe tomorrow or Tuesday, I'll come back with a full SummerSlam preview and predictions. And we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. But that is it. This is the end of the Extreme Rules recap again. If you didn't watch it, this is what I'm going to tell you. Braun threw Kevin Owens off a cage. I hope that line's enough to get you to go watch it. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I will be back with you either tomorrow or Tuesday with SummerSlam preview and predictions. I will definitely be back tomorrow to talk about Raw. Guys, have a good start of your week. We'll talk to you soon.